This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world, join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Julie Hansen. Julie blends acting insights with virtual sales know-how to help sellers build relationships on video that drive sales. She's the founder of the Selling on Video Masterclass and the author of three books, including Amazon bestseller, Look Me in the Eye. In addition to a career in sales and leadership, Julie worked as a professional actor, appearing in over 75 plays, film, and TV shows, including HBO's Sex and the City. Thanks so much for joining me today, Julie. Oh, thanks, Diane. It's so great to be here with you. I am thrilled to have you here. This is such an important topic, especially these days with so much of sales having to move to you know, that video conversation that I think people were not expecting and are not used to. So, right, right. Well, I say as a, my book is dedicated to all the people who found themselves suddenly having a career in front of the camera, which was was not, not their intention. Right. At Uh, all. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. So I, I hear you. It's, it's not what you had planned and yet here it is. And so I I applaud everyone for, you know, jumping into it and doing the best they could with very little direction. Exactly. But now we want to, now that everyone's realizing, Hey, I really can do this. Uh, you know, let, let, let's give them some um, guidance, I guess, along the way. And so I'm really curious about why you think it is so difficult for people to build relationships on video. Yeah, you know, um, actually, the uh, that was proven in a, by Harvard Business Review did a, a study and they found that it it really is has been more difficult for people to build those new relationships virtually than it was uh, to maintain those existing relationships. And, you know, if you think about it, there's a, there's a lot that goes into building a relationship. Uh, You don't just put two people in a room together and voila, you have a relationship, right? And the same way with, you don't just, you know, put your video on and look at somebody and have a relationship but there's, there's certain things that are missing on video that are easier to communicate in person. For example, one of the fastest ways to build a relationship with someone is through eye contact. 
And as you know, most people do not make very good eye contact on video or they don't look at the camera, which is where your customer's eyes are. Um, We also don't do a good job of, um, you know, conveying some of the qualities that are necessary for relationship to take off. Like, um, like people want to feel like you're listening to them. They want to feel that you're empathetic. They want to feel that you're credible and, some of the ways that we showed that in person through, like I said, eye contact or, you know, our, the expression on our face or those, or even those small sounds like, Oh, mm -hmm," those get lost on video. Um, So we have to make sure that we are, um, you know, using, we understand that it takes, it, it takes different skills to build those same relationships on video. We can't just show up and do the same thing that we did and expect expect things to, you know, expect to connect with people. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And we don't even realize that that's happening because we think we're in front of them. Right. Right. Um, We think that's, uh, you know, right. We think that's enough just to put your camera on and it it really isn't. All that does is prove that you're a real person. Right. Uh, Beyond that, you haven't done much. (laughs) That's one step. Yeah. And that's good. That's, that's better than nothing, but uh, there's so much more potential what we can do there. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Okay. So, and, and we talked about this a little bit that, you know, most of us have been on video for over a year now, but that there are still things we need to learn. So that eye contact one is a biggie. And, and it's a weird thing. I, I don't know why. I mean, is it because we can see the other person? So we automatically look at them instead of looking at that light that is the camera? Right. Well, well listen, Diane, I mean, it's so, it's so difficult because it's counterintuitive. And look, we've spent a lifetime practicing how to connect with people in person. Like it's just, it's in our bones. It's just, it goes against everything in our body to break that. Oh, I look at their face, right? We're humans. That's what we do. So much of good communication virtually is, is, uh, you know, counter to what we've been taught. And so that's why I would say, yes, you've been on video for a while, but most people got on video and they just sort of did what they did in person. They just happened to have a camera on and, and that's not using the medium to its fullest potential, right? Um, The camera distorts certain things. It doesn't pick up things. It magnifies others. Uh, It's line of sight obviously is, you know, is through the camera and that's where we, you know, the, the person feels like you're talking to them as if you're looking at that camera. And those are really, difficult skills to learn because let's face it, this isn't the first time many people on this call will hear that it's that, you know, you need to look at the camera. Now, if it were that, if all I had to do was tell you that we'd see a lot more eye contact than we do. Obviously it's not easy. It's, it's simple, but it's not easy because we're breaking years and years of, of learned behavior. And we've got their face right there on the screen that keeps calling our attention and we feel like if we don't look at their face and we look at the camera, we're not able to read body language. And so there's a lot tied to that. And, and by the way, that's because people haven't learned the skill to read body language while looking at the camera. Um, so there's just a new skill set that is, that is involved with being on camera that we uh, somehow missed 
And I think it was interesting I, when I saw, you know, when the pandemic struck and I saw everyone jumping on video, um, I realized that, you know, I had been trained as an actor, like you learn these on-camera skills before you ever even go to an audition uh, because you have to, you have to be different in front of the camera. You don't have to, you know, you're not being somebody else, but you have to cheat a little bit for the camera. And I realized as people in business got on the camera, like we didn't teach people these skills. We didn't, we didn't show them how to communicate well on camera. And that's been a real disservice, I think. And so a lot of people have been simply reinforcing some of these behaviors that aren't necessarily um, serving them. Well, and then doesn't it, then it feels like it makes it even uh, harder to communicate as a seller because then you're worried about so many other things in the equation that you didn't have to worry about when you showed right. up and you were face to face. Right. Absolutely. I would say it's, you know, being a virtual salesperson is like, it's putting on a one person show, right? You're the director, you're the lighting technician, you're the camera crew, and you're the performer and the makeup artist, right? You're all those things. And so, so you have to get as good at all of those things as possible so that they be in and practice them so that they become muscle memory. So by the time you get on the camera, the last thing you want to be thinking about is, okay, oh yeah, I got to look at the camera. Oh yeah, I got to, um, I got to keep my movements within the frame. Oh, I need to slow down and pause. And all right. those things need to become just so second nature, like they are when we're in person. And right now, um, it's not, it's not that way. And so it's hard for people um, because they are trying to manage all these other things. And then, oh yeah, look at the camera. Oh yeah. Um, make sure I'm, you know, checking in on body language and reconnecting with them. And it's, we're making it harder because we're not stepping back and going, okay, I need to learn these skills. I need to really get them in my body so that I don't have to focus. I don't have to spend my attention thinking about them. So I can, right. be, I can be present. Who can be present for your customer? Yeah. If you're thinking about where to look and how to move and, Oh, I got to show this slide. And it's, it's not going to happen. Exactly. Right. And then, ugh, yeah, exactly. So, okay. And then speaking of being on a lot of customers don't have their cameras on. Mm -hmm. So, oh my gosh, how does the seller still connect with them? Right, right. Well, I would say that's as close as being an actor as most people will get is when you are talking to, you know, another person and they don't have their camera on because as an actor, a lot of times you're um, supposed to talk into the camera to talk to either the, the audience or a scene partner who's not even there that day, perhaps. And you have to bring all that same emotion and energy and you got to see them and connect with them through that camera um so i i teach a, a system of really applying those techniques i learned as an actor which is you still have to see that customer just because you can't see them visually it doesn't mean they're not there and that's what happens for a lot of sales people panic because um what we assume is we don't see anybody there and so we feel like we're talking to a black hole and, and really you have to take control of that and go, okay, my, my customer is there. I know what they look like. I can picture them in there. I can picture them looking at me as if they're interested. 
if we picture anything, it's like we picture them bored or looking away. <laughs> you know, we go to the worst case scenario. And that and that doesn't serve you. Like if if I if I think I see that, if I think you're bored, I'm gonna I'm gonna be nervous. I'm gonna panic. I'm gonna rush. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna jump ahead. Um, so seeing that friendly entity, and to do that, I always tell people you have to start by making friends with your camera right? Because that camera is the lens through which you're going to connect with all these people. And if you, if you don't like your camera or, or just kind of tolerate it, um, you're going to have a hard time really connecting with the people through your camera. Oh, that's interesting. I I remember, I, I think it was like about customer service where they would say, put a, put a picture up where the camera is. Mm-hmm. So you think you're looking at someone. Right, right. Right. And, you know, that's okay. That that doesn't really work for the dynamic connection that we're trying to make. Like if I yeah. see a picture, it's just a static, somebody staring at me. I have to see in my mind's eye and we can all visualize, we do it all the time. We can visualize a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. I have to see that when I say something interesting, I have to see you maybe nodding or going, huh, mm-hmm. right? then that gives me the energy to continue because what Mm -hmm. happens virtually is we are, you know, there's a, there's a communication loop that we're used to, which is where we say something, the other person reacts, we see or hear that reaction and we respond to it. Well, that doesn't happen when your customer has their camera off. We don't see a reaction. So we're left going, oh my gosh. And usually they don't say anything either. So you're just like, fumbling around and you have to react to nothing and you can't react well to nothing. So you have to fill in that gap and go, if I say something interesting, I'm going to assume they're going, Oh, that's interesting, Julie. And then I can continue with that right kind of energy. Like, yeah. So what we've been talking about today, et cetera, et cetera, and not, um, you know, freak myself out unnecessarily. I don't know. This sounds kind of hard. Um, (laughs) It's not easy to talk to someone who's not there. And so just filling in that gap by, you know, just seeing a friendly face and, and knowing that uh, they're there, even though we can't see them and that they are probably Mm -hmm. reacting the way you would expect them to react. And just because you can't hear it or can't see it doesn't mean it isn't happening. Right. You can't go down that assumption road that humans have a tendency to always go down the bad road. Right. right? And that just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I, if I assume that you're bored, I act in a really panicky, nervous way and I get distracted and fumble around and pretty soon you are bored and you are tuning out. Right. So act in a way that serves you. If I think you're interested, I'm going to, that brings my energy up. That makes me you know, more engaged, um, you know, are you occasionally going to be wrong? Maybe, you know, sure. But, but you have, does it matter? It doesn't really matter. Right. Because you have the opportunity to even change what may have been a negative energy that that person had because you're behaving as if they are with you. So you end up kind of bringing them along, even if they didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's really interesting. At this time, I'd like to take a sponsor break. The Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. And I'm sure you know that Audible.com has 
thousands of audiobook titles to choose from, but you might not know about the other content. There's podcasts, Audible Originals, Guided Meditations. Uh, my favorite thing is to be able to listen to different kinds of things all on the same platform. I think it's a time saver uh, and it's like a productivity uh, hack for me. I don't have to go jumping from one platform to another. Uh, so we're offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Sign up for that free trial and then explore on your own. You know, check out the audiobooks, check out the other programs, see what really, you know, resonates with you. Interested in getting some help with your sales strategy? Pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. So, and and what do you do when the the customer looks like they're distracted? Yeah, um, that's a that's a common challenge. Um, so one thing to remember is that people behave differently in front of the camera. Like, like we're talking about salespeople, salespeople behave differently in front of the camera. Cause for one thing, you're not looking people in the eye, right. Um, or you, you look distracted. Um, so we have to be careful to understand what, what different behavior means on camera. So for instance, many people get in front of a screen and they exhibit what I call on-screen behavior, which is they're in receiving mode, right? Especially if it's a, if I'm here and I know you're going to give me a sales pitch or a presentation or a demo, mm -hmm. I'm not coming with a real engaged, you know, ready to engage necessarily. And I'm ready to observe. And so that's, and that's a different expression. That is an expression that um, often looks very blank, often looks even almost disinterested. They're looking at their screen. So they're not making eye contact with you, which makes you feel like they're disinterested. And that really can incite panic in salespeople. So understanding that that, that particular face, which I call RBF or resting business face, uh, where someone looks kind of, you know, just not that interested. They're not smiling. They're not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like if yeah. you, if we were sitting across from each other, I might be concerned by that because people feel more of a sense of obligation to, um, to be more expressive in person or it's easier for us, but on screen that alone doesn't necessarily mean there's a problem mm -hmm. other than they're listening. Right. And that's how their face naturally falls into listening mode. Now, if they are constantly looking, you know, looking around, their eyes are darting around they're swiveling around, um, they're not quick to answer a question, um, or when they do answer a question, they sound distracted. Um, those are signals that you know, they may be distracted. And I, I tell people to look for clusters of signs because you don't know what people's body language is when they're, they're at home, first of all, in their comfy chair a lot of times, right? Yeah. So they don't have that same kind of attentive body language that they might have if they were in the office and they felt like you could see them. Um, so we want to make sure before we call somebody out that we are, um, we see a couple of signals that indicate they might be distracted or inattentive. Okay. That's great. I, I and I love this, um, that this is how people look when they're listening. I think that's a really key point. We have to be careful about putting meaning on it when there's probably no meaning there. 
Right, right. Like if somebody looks like that and then they're also doing all these other behaviors, then then yeah, that's probably yeah. an issue. But do not, you know, don't panic. That doesn't necessarily on its own mean anything. I mean, look, go on any virtual meeting, you know, in the world right now and look around at people's faces. They are all like, <laughs> you know, that resting business face. Yeah. They're not a lot of expressive listening going on. Yeah, it's really a shame. That's it, interesting. I, I, I'm. It, when you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself. I know I do a lot of nodding mm-hmm. and like facial expressions just naturally. Mm. So like people notice it, and it must be because no one else is doing it. Exactly. It is, and I say this because as salespeople, we need to be more expressive too. Like our, mm. you know, if we. A lot of salespeople have that resting business face. How can your customer feel like you care about them or you're interested if you have this dead look on your face? Right. Right. We, you know, it, it used to be, you know, when you're in person, you have the, the luxury of like your entire body is communicating, right? Your eyes, your body, um, your face, and the, just the energy that you put across. Well, now we have to communicate everything we were able to do in person in this, you know, with 20, 15 to 20% of our body, which is our face. And I always tell people, um, you know, if your face has nothing to say, why are you on camera? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of your tools. Like I want to know from your face, how you feel about what you're saying. And we're not used to being, most people aren't used to being that expressive because they've had the rest of their body to help support their, you know, uh, but now we have to really think about what is my face saying? Because I'll get on calls with salespeople and they'll say, um, yeah, that's going to save you a hundred thousand dollars. And their face looks like they just asked to, you know, pass the salt, right? There's no, <laughs> I don't know if it's good news or bad news if I look at their face, right? So we have to, we have to work a lot of us to be more expressive on video because um, the, the camera also takes out off a lot of our energy um, just because everything's two-dimensional and flat. And so we're working against that anyway. And if you add that flat demeanor and lack of expression um, and lack of eye contact, it's just a bad experience for customers. And it's no wonder they don't have their cameras on. Right. Right. They don't want you to see that look on their face. Right. (laughs) Or they want to be able, they know it's going to be painful and they want to be able to check out without you seeing. Yeah. So you have to surprise them. Be the one who's different. Be the one who, you know, is, looks like, who makes them feel like you're sitting right across from him. That's really the goal of the the book is like, what can we do to make people, you know, feel as connected to us as if we're sitting across from each other, having a cup of coffee. Right. Right. Okay. Now in, in relationship to that, are there things that we can do to get the other person to interact with us more on video? Absolutely. And uh, it, it is a problem. It is a widespread problem. I worked with, you know, a thousand salespeople over the, the pandemic. And that was one of the biggest challenges said, why are, you know, my customers are so quiet. They don't ask, they don't answer questions. They don't in, interact. So it's a widespread problem because people are just typically more passive on screen, on camera. So you have to work at, and I'll tell you what, what you first want to do is 
is get rid of the magical thinking. And the magical thinking is this. If I say, hey guys, I really want this to be more interactive. So please you know, ask questions as we go. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> Nine times out of 10, they're gonna go, oh, okay, sure. And they're not gonna do it. That's just white noise to most people because everybody says that. Yeah. So it's your job to plan that interaction and you need to start that interaction early. I think a, a mistake that a lot of salespeople make is they just start talking and five, seven minutes have passed. And then they're like, so any questions? And they get crickets because you, you train your audience how you expect them to participate. And most people aren't expecting to participate. And so you have to break that expectation early by getting them engaged, get, you know, get your questions, you know, have a question at the beginning. Don't go more than a couple minutes without engaging and have some different ways to engage with people. Maybe it's not always a question. Maybe it's a, um, you know, a, a poll or just, you know, something getting them interactive. Well, I think that's a problem, even with in-person selling that salespeople do way too much talking, mm -hmm. which totally shuts down any opportunity to learn anything or get the, the buyer to engage. Right. And it's, and it's 10 times worse on video, oh, because God, we're, which is scary because we're, we're just afraid to pause because people don't fill that pause in. Right. right? And we're afraid of that silence. And so we, it's like, it becomes a monologue. And so people don't even try to break in after a certain point. So you also have to have to really get comfortable with that silence. And that's, mm. you know, that's the hardest thing for salespeople. And, and I, I get it. It's uncomfortable, but I always say there's, you know, there's audience time and there's presenter time. And as a presenter, a silence, when you're talking seems like it's magnified like a hundred times, like it may be seven seconds, but it feels to me like seven minutes when I'm silent mm. to your audience. It's not because they're not thinking, well, why did she stop talking? What does she do? What, what's happening? They're thinking about what you said. Their brain isn't empty, just waiting for you to fill it. They're thinking about what you said. They're maybe formulating a question. Um, and if we don't allow that process to take place, if we jump in and answer our own questions or don't leave that space, then we are teaching our audience, our customer, that they don't have to participate. That's interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. That that's really interesting. That, well, that and it's is, yeah, uh, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but yeah. um, you have to you have to break that pattern. You have to trust that there is something going on in people's heads while you're talking. Even while you're talking, they're thinking about multiple things, right? Um, so pause. And even as people are formulating a question, virtually they have to go through the process of thinking about your question, formulating the answer. Then if there are other people on the call, there's a hesitancy to be the one to answer, right? right. Um, right. So they're thinking, well, I bet, I bet Jim's going to answer that. And then the, they get, the pressure builds and they're like, well, I guess I could. And then they got to unmute themselves. And, you know, that takes, that takes more time than it did in person. Right. And right. You, can't, you can't look around and see people thinking about, you can tell when you're live, you can see when people are starting to think about answering and we can't see that on video. And so um, it, it feels very vulnerable to have that, to, to hold that space, but we need to do it to 
to ensure that they participate. Right. So we really <clears throat> have to learn some different uh, skills when it comes to this whole scenario, because we have to be comfortable with things that if we were in person would be different. It, they would just be happening differently, right? So, right. so that it wouldn't yep. be the same sort of fear. Yeah, we've, we've just got these new fears that we didn't anticipate. And, and most people are just trying to, you know, they're just powering through it, not really stepping back and going, okay, how can I do that better? And right. not understanding that, you know, maybe they don't know that there are some guidelines around that. And, and what I did in the book was try to answer all those questions that sellers have, like, well, gosh, what, what do I do in that silence? How long should mm -hmm. that silence be? What, how can I get people more interactive? So, you know, instead of trying to figure it out on your own, um, you know, there are some resources. And as I said, I learned all this, you know, from acting. I mean, we have this whole industry that has already struggled with the question, how do I connect with people through the camera? And they have some really good techniques. They've done a good job at it. We spend millions of, you know, hours a year watching people and being engaged and feeling like they're sitting right across from us. You know, you probably have no actors or TV reporters that you feel like, you know, because you right. see them and they're talking to you. So we can absolutely use those same skills and create that same dynamic um, as opposed to just trying to figure it out on our own and do the best we can. I mean, it's just not a natural skill. No, it is not. But this is what, one of the reasons why I love this concept, because I would never have equated being, you know, selling on video to being an actor or mm -hmm. a broadcaster or, you know, any of those things, but it makes sense when you say it. Yeah. And I think that's true for most people. It's not, you know, it's just not something, you know, why would you, you know, right. but, but only because I worked in that industry uh -huh. do I know, I was like, wow, this is, why are we not helping our salespeople with these techniques? It seems silly to let them, you know, think they're going to just figure it out. Like I didn't figure it out as an actor, you know, right. actors don't naturally know those things either. They take classes. So it's, uh, I think we're doing a disservice to our salespeople by just saying, you know, we, we got them a whole bunch of technology. We said, turn on your camera, go, you know, do business just as you were doing, but oh, use the camera. And that's not, that's not good enough. And that's not going to be good enough for the future. No, no, it is not. So I have a question that you probably get a lot of, and I, and I, it, it's related, not necessarily, you know, about like behavior or mindset or anything, uh -huh. but it's about virtual background versus natural background. What is better? And what should people be thinking about when it comes to background? Yeah, that is a question that's bandied about a lot. And, um, you know, I do address those kind of things in the book because those are real concerns, you know, yeah. and they have, they have um, consequences. So uh, my philosophy is, if we want to really connect with someone on a, on a, you know, authentic personal basis, I don't want to have some, you know, star Wars kind of <laughs> uh, situation going on behind me that just reminds you of the artificiality of our meeting. Yeah. Um, 
it also, you know, when you move, those artificial backgrounds kind of do funky things. If it's a green screen, um, it can distract. Um, but also there's just a lot of benefits to, to um, sharing your natural background, if you can. And I understand none of this applies if you just don't have a space where you can use a natural background, okay? Right. So just use, but I say if it's artificial and, it, you know, use something natural and not distracting, something that supports you. Um, but a natural background, you know, think about it, Diane, when, you know, when I was selling, like, if you would have told me, I would be able to go into my customer's home in, in B2B sales, or they would be invited into my home, I would think, wow, what a advantage that would be, right? Yeah. And so here we have this opportunity to let people see us as a full real person and not just as this floating head salesperson. Um, to see us in, in our environment and, and see us more as a whole person and learn something about us. And we had to learn something about them. So why would we not use that if we can? Um, there's also a certain quid pro quo. Like if I'm in someone's, you know, if they're sharing their environment, there's a, you know, why have I shut them off from, from that same? So it's there's that mindset that it's not professional. Yeah, because, you know, you know, can we really have that mindset in this environment? I don't, you know, I think the bar of like, you know, professional, I think means, is it appropriate? Is it, you know, is it just, is there something, is it distracting? Is it clean? Is it neat? I, you yeah, know, I don't want to see right. your bed and we don't want to see too much, you know, we don't want to see a lot of intimate, you know, details, yeah. but it doesn't have to be, we can't assume that everybody has this great office. And, um, and I, I think that we have over, um, calculated how much people care about that. Wait, that's good. I I think you're right. And I think especially since all of this has happened, I think the level of grace that people Mm. are giving each other is, is a lot greater because we're all being challenged by the same things. Like we're all in this. It's not as if yes. I'm working from home, but you're not. Right, right. And, the and even time we all were. Yeah. And even as people are going back to the office, they worked at home for a while. They know yeah. that stuff goes wrong. They know that you have to, you know, you have to move because suddenly your kids are home for the day and you have to change your office setup and, um, you know, we've all had these struggles. And so I I think we, you know, we were talking earlier before we got on air about some of the mistakes, the technical challenges that we face when we're, you know, live and presenting and things that go wrong. And, you know, people also have those struggles. They have now, our customers have been doing presentations and had their power go off or (laughs) their, you know, or accidentally canceled the entire Zoom meeting on everybody. (laughs) You know, um, so there is more grace, I think, for that. And, and it's just, um, you know, it's, it's being more human. And I think that that is never a bad thing for sales, right? We still want to be, of course, professional and and responsible and appropriate, but we're still human. And that, I think that helps us connect in that way. I do too. Right. It's probably... I mean, potentially it can be much better because you can connect on a much more human level. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's a, a ton of potential there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Are there things that 
you would say sellers could do right away to improve that relationship that they have with video? Yes. Um, so I would say, first of all, getting getting comfortable, you know, with uh, looking at that camera as a friendly entity. Um, Cause a lot of times people say, you know, they'll often say about someone who's really good on camera, they say, oh, that camera, the camera loves her. The camera loves him. Yeah. And that's not true. Like the camera is an inanimate object. It, <laughs> it doesn't feel one way or the other about you, but what, what's more likely is that person loves the camera and that's why they light up. That's why you feel connected to them. So it's not, I'm not saying you have to love your camera. <laughs> that might be a step too far, but you have to at least make friends with it, right? Yeah. So you have to, um, you have to understand that this is, this is how you're going to connect and, you know, seeing your customer in there and understanding that that's their eyes and learning what is my customer seeing um, on their side of the screen? How are they experiencing me? Because we have this benefit now of being able to, you know, benefit and a curse, because I know it's painful for most people, seeing how we come across on screen. Right. We need to know that as painful as it is, we need to know, and you need to be able to look at that objectively and go, would I connect with this person who is staring at their, looks like their desk and has a scowl on their face and doesn't look the least bit interested in what the other person's talking about? No, right. and we have to be honest and start working on those things and not, not expecting our customers gonna make excuses for us because this is what I hear a lot of times people say, well, you know, my customer knows that I'm, you know, I'm probably looking at their image on my screen. It's like, well, you know, maybe they bother to think that, maybe they bother to make an excuse for you, but, but really most people, all they know is how they feel and relationships are based on feelings, not logic. Mm -hmm. So even if I logically know that, it doesn't feel to me like you're that into me. Right. And I think that's a really important distinction. And besides the fact that, especially like a new customer, they're not going to make excuses for you. They're not your mother. They're not going to go, well, he's trying the best he can and it's hard. And they don't care. All they know is what you're doing. I would say if the, you know, and I've had an acting teacher say this a long time ago, if the camera doesn't see it, it didn't happen. It doesn't matter what you meant to do, what you felt like you were doing. <laughs> uh, it, it's what's on screen, what's on the tape. And so it's important to understand how you're coming across and, and get real with that and, and start to look at each of those behaviors that is keeping you from connecting and perhaps even distracting from your maybe very you know, powerful message. Right. You know, one of the things I really love about that is that what I'm hearing is, you know, stop thinking about yourself and how you feel about how you look and think about how is the other person receiving, like, what are you doing for them to help them connect, to help them feel valued by you, right? Which is, which is you know, sales 101 in the regular world. Right, right. That's that's absolutely true, Diane. You sum that up perfectly it, it, because it is. It's going from oh, I'm uncomfortable, and I and and we're looking at our image and going oh, I don't like what I see. I look terrible, yes. and and this is awkward and it's uncomfortable. It's like I get it. It is awkward. It's not natural. Okay, let's move on. Right. <laughs> let's figure get out how it. to. And you know, I let I I tell people this. 
it's not like we've never had to adjust to uncomfortable situations as salespeople. Yeah. Even when you, you know, I brought up this idea of cheating for the camera, how we have to change our behavior a little bit so it reads better to the customer so that they read our true intention and not, it isn't masked by, you know, how the camera reads it or distorted. Uh, you know, when you're a presenter, oftentimes you have to position yourself in an awkward way so that they can see the screen and your face, right? Have you ever had to do yeah. that, Diane? Yes. 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 Or you have to, you have to, right? Um, that's not comfortable, but we learn yeah. how to do it. Right. Or you have to be, you have to be bigger and, and emote more when you have a, a bigger audience, or you have to, you know, bring it, pull it in when you have a smaller audience. We do these things all the time and we've just have gotten used to them. They're not so new anymore. Well, these things are new. And so, you know, they are going to be awkward at first, but that doesn't mean they don't, they aren't going to eventually feel like a natural part of your repertoire. Right. Exactly. And you're right. We've done it before. We can do it again. And, and getting over the, um, strangeness of it or discomfort or whatever it is, is, is a huge step because mm -hmm. that then at least we're more, I like what you said about at least like the camera. Yeah. Yeah. You don't fall, don't fall in love with it, but yeah. <laughs> maybe a bridge too far. But. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this information and I'm so glad that you wrote this book. Will you please, thank you for joining me and sharing all these things. This is tremendously valuable for everyone um, listening, will you share, you know, how they can find the book, how they can find you, all those sorts of things, please? Yes, yes, you bet. So you can find the book on Amazon. It's called Look Me in the Eye, using video to build relationships with customers, partners, and teams. And um, you can connect with me uh, either at julie at actingforsales.com or go to my website, which is juliehanson.live. And I've got videos and articles on a lot of the things that we discussed today, you know, with this eye contact, reading body language, virtual versus natural backgrounds. And um, so it, it's a great resource if you have a, a question about what could, what you could do differently on video. Um, but yeah, and the book is really, um, you know, check it out, look at the table of contents. It, it is very detailed. I tried to really answer all the questions like, what about, what if my customer doesn't have a camera on? What if I have multiple screens I have to use? What if I have a big meeting of a ton of people? And um, so hopefully you'll see your question in there and uh, stop having to kind of figure it out on your own and, and get some guidance. And, and that uh, will be a good, good help for you to make this a little less uncomfortable. Right, right. Yeah, that's one of the things that I think is so great about the book is is that really um, addressing real world questions, fears, you know, situations that people are having and, and really honing in on them. I think that's really. Yeah. Well, I always felt, I don't know about you, but as a salesperson, I'd always be like, you know, those are some great ideas. Like you can tell me, be more dynamic on camera and, and yeah. make eye contact, but it's like, well, how, tell me yeah. how to do that and make it easy. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, and that's, that's how I approach that. I know salespeople don't want it. They don't want a bunch of theory and, you know, I give you a little yeah. context, but but here's how you do it, right? Here's yeah. how to practice it. Here's how to put it into, you know, into work. 
Exactly. That is exactly right. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining me and listeners. Thank you. You are who we're doing this for. And you got a lot of really good information here. Go use it. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Great to be here with you, Diane. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.